and you're listening to A Daily Dose of Hope, healthy stuff so you can keep on trucking with Hope Savara and Chrome and Steel Radio. Hello, 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 everybody. Hope Savara here with your Daily Dose of Hope, healthy stuff so you can keep on trucking. How are you? I hope that your holiday was fabulous. Mine was very good. I am um, not happy that it's over, but it was like three days of madness and up until 1 a.m. on Christmas Eve, wrapping gifts. Um, <laughs> who out there was up Christmas Eve wrapping gifts till late? I tell myself every year I'm gonna do it sooner and it just does not happen. So maybe one of these years, maybe once my kids um, just believe in the magic of Christmas, but not Santa Claus, I can get away with wrapping gifts at other times other than midnight. <laughs> but you know what? I'm happy to do it. Those of you that have little ones out there, I feel like having little ones around keep the magic of Christmas even more magical. And it's just that much more enjoyable for everybody. Like watching my kids light up when they see presents around the tree. And my daughter goes like, how does Santa know my size? And she's like, he must've looked through my drawers. I'm like, exactly. He totally looked through your drawers. <laughs> but I think that's the beauty. That is the beauty of believing in what you don't see. And there's such a magic to that, that we as adults, um, sometimes lose. Like it's hard to believe in something you can't see. And kids do that so eloquently. And so after Christmas, we all know what is coming, right? It is the second holiday of the winter season and it's New Year's. How many of you out there have set New Year's resolutions? That idea that you are going to snap your fingers and come January 1st, be a totally different person than what you are right now. That means you're going to eat different, live different, move more, breathe better, be kinder, um, you know, not be so lazy if you feel like you're lazy or whatever it is, that you are going to do that more. And how many of you out there have that mentality, have thought that before, or maybe already you're like, I'm gonna stop eating sugar after January 1st. And then January 2nd rolls around and you got a ho-ho in your mouth. <laughs> or you're going to go to the gym five days a week. And in your head, you're like thinking about how wonderful that would be. And that just like never happens. Maybe you buy the gym pass and it like collects dust or you can't even find it anymore, whatever it is. But this whole mentality of resolutions is something I'm not fond in and I don't really play into. And I want to share with you the idea that maybe, maybe consider a different approach to the new year because I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's a bad idea at all that you look at a new calendar year as an opportunity to make new, to make right, to make some changes, to you know breathe the air and smell the roses a little bit differently. I think that is a great idea. There's this sense of change that comes with a new year that we can embrace. However, um, as being someone in recovery for the last 15 years, I recognize that ultimatums and the in the moment feel good ideas typically don't happen. 
and I'm not here to discourage you, but roughly about 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February 1st. And I believe the statistic last year was 8% of people that actually make resolutions stick through it, follow through, that it actually happens and continues to happen where it becomes a new part of their life. And so for the what would it be, 88% of us, or actually be 92% of us, like what do, we, what do we do, what do we change? How do we make this a lot more effective? How do we get off of the hamster wheel where every single year we tell ourselves I'm gonna lose 20 pounds, every single year I'm not gonna eat ho-hos, every single year I'm gonna go to the gym and go to yoga five days a week, every single year I'm gonna go to church more, every single year I'm gonna stop drinking Starbucks and draining my bank account, every single year I'm gonna go back to school, every single year, every single year, and it's the same thing. And so first thing, you have to start being aware of the fact that you're saying the same thing. You're making the same wish. It's essentially what it is, is a wish. And it's not happening. And I'm not here to be a Debbie Downer and to be like, Hope, this is supposed to be like an upbeat, motivational, you know, inspiring show. And, and it is. And, I, and I, I want, I'm pointing this out to you because you can't make changes on something that you're not aware of. You can't. It's hard. It's difficult. It's challenging to implement something new if you're not awake to what's going wrong, to why it's not being successful. I cannot count the number of times on both of my hands, all of my toes, all of my family's hands and feet, where I said, after binging and purging, after you know starving myself, after doing 500 sit-ups, I really did do five to 600 sit-ups every day. That sounds insane. Um, every single time I told myself, that tomorrow I'll be better. It wasn't in the immediate time. It wasn't like right now I'm going to change. You know, that's the first lie in our head with a New Year's resolution. Come January 1st. But until then, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to make any other changes, God forbid. I'm going to wait until this magic day because something is so special about January 1st. That was me in recovery. Something was so special about tomorrow that, well, why already effed up today? I might as well just keep effing it up and, and wait until tomorrow. And so that's the first thing we want to be aware of. And this idea with New Year's resolutions is that it really requires no action. We can say whatever it is that we want. We can have a, a um, promise to ourselves with no action. But in our head, we're imagining how it feels because in the moment saying it, we're, we're having these amazing feelings of like, it will feel amazing when I fit into my size four jeans. It will feel amazing after going to the gym and being like, yeah, I'm strong. Or it'll feel so good every single night when I go to bed at nine o'clock. And so we're imagining these feelings, but there's no action. It's an idea within the moment gratification that in the moment we feel good about it, but there is no action followed up with it. And again, that January 1st rolls around, how many people are tired and, you know, hungover um, or whatever it is. And they're like, yeah, yeah, tomorrow I'll start or next week. I'm still off on vacation next week. And so it never happens, you guys. It never happens. Okay. So this idea, this phenomenon of buy now, pay later, this idea that like, if I go to the store and I finance my couch, I get the gratification of the couch and I don't have to deal with the actual effort until later. A lot of times we approach New Year's resolutions that way. I am going to buy into the idea of me being a new me, but I'll do the stuff 
later on. And that's a lot of times why we're not successful, why we're not successful in these things. And it makes sense that when you buy into New Year's resolution goals, you're buying into the feel good in the moment. And this idea that you're somehow predicting, okay, you're somehow a fortune teller that you're going to keep feeling this way in the immediate moment every single time in the future. That when you're tired and you get home from work, you are not going to feel exhausted and say no to going to the gym. That you're going to get up and you're going to get going and you're going to pack your bag and you're going to go even though it's snowing and even though your favorite show is on and, and even though you're tired, you're going to go anyways. You're predicting that you're going to be able to just not feel those things. And the reality is it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? So this idea that the New Year's resolution makes you feel good in the moment, but we need to try to replicate that. We need to try to help ourselves understand that we might not always feel like that, but doesn't mean that we shouldn't not do what it is that we want to do. So procrastination is one of the number one reasons why New Year's resolutions fail. And that's also why I try to get myself out of the New Year's resolution thinking. I don't set New Year's resolutions anymore. I don't set these all or nothing expectations. And I see it. I own a yoga studio. I've owned a yoga studio for 13 years. I see it all the time. And this is no disrespect to my students because I have students that have been coming to see me for 17 years for as long as I've been teaching and I see it a lot though I get students that come in they're all gung-ho how many times should I come buy the biggest punch guard buy a monthly unlimited and they come for like a week or they come like a couple times a week for a month and then all of a sudden it's like ghost town and we don't see them ask any yoga instructor or your yoga studio owner like we I have a Facebook group I'm in and we all giggle about it because classes are packed January classes are kind of packed February classes are above average March. And then like you kind of see who your people are that are going to keep your business afloat um, come April through the rest of the year. And that's unfortunate because it doesn't have to be that way. It can be better. We can have those people lasting through the entire year being successful. It makes me sad when I see people giving up on themselves. It makes me sad when I feel like people just aren't getting it and it's not that complicated, but we're making it complicated in our head. So making new habits requires more than just a toast at 11:59 p.m. on December 31st. Here's to losing 30 pounds. Here's to going to the gym 5 days a week. Here's to being nicer to my coworkers or whatever it is. In the moment it feels good, but we need to extend beyond 11:59 p.m. on December 31st. So what's happening in the brain is that um, those habits are connected to neurons that work together to benefit us over time in our brain. And the more we execute good behaviors and good habits, the more those neurons are going to change in our brain and we're going to be able to act on those things that we promised ourselves in at December 31st at 11.59 p.m. So the idea is that the stronger those neuron connections become in our brain, the more successful we're going to be. And on top of that, I talked about in my holiday show, our brain does not like ultimatums. Do this or else. Do this or you suck. Do this or fail, 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 fail. Okay, our brain doesn't like that. It goes into self-preservation mode. It goes into fight, fight, or freeze. We're stuck in the sympathetic nervous system and our body is like, do not let go. 
Think about that. For those of you that have struggled with weight your whole life, like are you in the sympathetic nervous system? Are you constantly on the defense that your body is holding on to everything that it can because it's worried, it's, it's afraid, it's not feeling safe. So it's holding on like a death grip. Okay, what if that was actually what, what was happening? And I realized that in my own body, I had a lot of pain a lot of physical pain. Like I said, I've been in recovery for a long time, but I've had a lot of physical issues. And I'm always like, oh, it's because of my eating disorder. Oh, it's because of all this. But what I realized is that I was so out of balance in my nervous system that my body was just holding on, holding on to pain. And so if I could step out of that, I was much more successful in the things I kept promising myself. So this is where yoga and mindfulness comes in because we have the resolution, but what we need is a new habit. We need a new habit to support the resolution. And let's just like wipe away the resolution word completely. And how about we set goals? How about we set small, tangible, reachable goals that can boost our morale, that can boost the neurons in the brain, that can boost this idea of feeling successful so we keep on grabbing that rope and going further and further and further down that path? Because how many of you? when you feel defeated, keep going. Like, yes, I love being defeated. I love when things are so challenging. I love when it feels like I am not doing a good job that you actually keep going, okay? And that's what happens a lot with New Year's resolutions. You, you mess up and you eat a whole plate of donuts or you have three donuts at, at, at the office because they were there or you choose Netflix instead of the gym one time and then you're like, well, screw that. That's all over. This all or nothing black or white thinking. You haven't created new habits. You haven't created new habits. You're in your mind. You have this black or white all or nothing expectation. And if you don't meet that, you throw it all out the window and not having created new habits to steer you in the right direction. You're one of those 89%, 91, 92% of people that don't keep New Year's resolutions then, that don't keep their goals. And I don't think it has to be that way. Am I perfect? Do I keep all my stuff? Heck no. But I also know what it's like to totally, to totally lose it on any goal, on any New Year's resolution. And like I was at the point of almost losing my life several times because I did not have good habits to support the things that I wanted. I wanted to get better. I wanted to live a normal life. I didn't want to be binging and purging 24 seven. I didn't want to be living in this like claustrophobic addictive mindset. I didn't want to live that way. That's why in my moment I kept saying tomorrow I'll be better. Tomorrow I'm going to make all these changes. Tomorrow I'm going to get better. Tomorrow I'm going to be healthy. Tomorrow it's going to be easier. That's why I kept making these empty promises to myself. And I think that that's maybe while you're in the same boat I am. Now you may not have an addiction, but we're all addicted to something you guys. That's the reality. And so let's change that and start making healthy habits with good goals, reachable goals, that then we can wipe away that idea of New Year's resolutions. Okay, so the more we remove, this is why I love yoga. So one of the reasons why I love yoga is because in the moment, if you've never done yoga before, I highly recommend it, find a good teacher. One of the reasons why I love yoga and why I'm so passionate about it, I don't care if you're a trucker, I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom, I don't care if you're a police officer, I don't care if you're a vet, whatever it is, yoga is so good for you in the thought, in the thought that we remove ourselves 
from the in the heat of the moment experience, okay? And what I mean by that is when we're in yoga, the music isn't blaring loud, we don't got our cell phone, we're not texting, okay? We're not talking to our neighbor, we're not doing any of that where we can process through all this stuff that's going on in our head and the hope is that over time, we can actually start to see ourselves from an aerial view. And when we do that, when we do that, we can change the expectation load on ourselves. We can start saying like, oh, whoa, like that's how I look at life. That's how I think about life. We start to have perspective and we start to realize some of the emotional components that come with some of these things that we're setting ourselves. And, and I think about New Year's resolutions like, when is the last time you got excited about having kale, a green smoothie? you know, going to the gym and sweating, you know, some people like sweating, some people don't. Okay. So if your emotional attachment to those things that you know are good for you is negative, is bad, you unconsciously will keep yourself from those things. Okay. You will keep yourself from those things. If you think that going to yoga is not going to work, you are going to always sabotage yourself from going to yoga, even though you're stressed to the hilt even though your back hurts like a mother and you're just like, oh my gosh, nothing works. Nothing works, that means yoga doesn't work. Even though I've never tried it, okay? I'm not gonna feel better if I have a green smoothie every single morning, even though I've never had a green smoothie a day in my life and drinking my coffee and eating my donut and having my cream cheese bagel is clearly not helping me. Clearly a green smoothie is not gonna help either, even though I've never tried it before. That emotional attachment, you're so wound into the story you're telling yourself, you're not even able to create new habits. So you have to step back from where you're at. And that's where yoga comes in. That's why I credit Mother Trucker Yoga with my partner, Phil. That's why I have you know, robust online programs for you guys. Clearing Mental Clutter is one of my favorite programs. You can check it out at um, hopesofara.com. And just really helping you understand the relationship with our thoughts, with our mind, with the expectations that we set for ourselves, and easy yoga. And so when we do these types of things, when we do these types of things, we can start to get perspective on our life and actually start to make good changes that are not going to overwhelm us, that are not going to put us into that fight, fight, or freeze place, that are not going to put us into that all or nothing thinking, that are not going to give us that emotional gratification in the moment and then leave us hanging later on, okay? So that's why yoga and mindfulness and meditation, tai chi, chi, gong, whatever, doesn't matter, is so good for you. Habits are not always the easiest to break or create, okay? We all have habits, okay? You wake up, you have your coffee, and you have your donut. If you've done that for 35 years every single day, it's not going to be easy. It's not. But it doesn't mean that it's not impossible when we can step back, have perspective, and remove the emotion from the experience. I look at that a lot when I listen to people talk about weight loss. Some people love the gratification of talking about how they're overweight and they can't lose weight. There is an emotional bond to that feeling of struggle and lack of success in that category. It keeps them safe. It keeps them in that place where they don't have to go out and be exposed and try. As much as we dislike how we feel, we like how we feel in the moment of that, like I'm overweight, I, I'm, I feel lethargic, my back hurts, whatever. We like that, that experience, that hype, that emotional gratification in the moment. It's the same thing like at 1159 on December 31st. It's the same feeling, okay? 
All right, I will be back here in a brief moment with a word from my primary show sponsor, Mother. I get it. Who has time to work out anymore, drive to and from class, and then remember what you did to successfully replicate it at home? I found your solution, Mother Trucker Yoga. Three to five minute, short, fun, and effective videos directly pinpointing all your aches and pains associated with long-term sitting and driving. With Mother Trucker Yoga, we get it. We want you to feel better wherever. Find more information at mothertruckeryoga.com. And you're listening to A Daily Dose of Hope with Hope Savara and Chroman Steel Radio. Welcome back. All right, we're back. We are talking about New Year's resolutions, how to ditch them, why you should ditch them, how to set goals, how to create new habits. Welcome back. It is Thursday, December 27th. I hope you guys are having an awesome week. Maybe you're off for the week. Maybe you are at work. Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're doing something. I'm not sure, but thanks so much for tuning in because if you want to make changes, you got to do something different. That means listening to a Daily Dose of Hope show. All right, so we're talking now about resolutions versus habits, okay? And the idea of a resolution, like I'm gonna lose 50 pounds. That's your resolution at 11.59 p.m. on December 31st. You're like, yes, here's to a new body, here's to a size four, here's to less back pain, and you're like living it, drinking your champagne, though you're popping those poppers with the confetti, it is magical, it is magical, and you're loving it. You're in that emotional hype of how your life is gonna dramatically change simply because we flip the calendar to a new year and a new month. A habit. Now, a habit. This is where we get to the good stuff, guys. If you're still listening, if you're still tuning in, thank you so much. This is Hope Savara here with a daily dose of hope. If you are moving from resolutions to habits, a habit is I'm going to do X in order to get that idea of the resolution. So why resolutions don't work is for a number of things, but one of the other reasons why resolutions don't work is because there is no plan. There is no execution. It's just, I want this big thing, period. And then we wonder why we never get that big thing. Because how the heck do we do it? So when I was moving into recovery, I kept saying, I'm going to be better tomorrow. I'm going to do better tomorrow. I'm not going to birch tomorrow. I'm not going to overeat tomorrow. I'm not going to starve myself tomorrow. I'm going to do all these things. I never had a plan. Okay. It was just resolution after resolution after resolution after resolution. The flip side can be true. If you're going to the gym five days a week and it's not working and then you set a new resolution like I'm going to go to yoga instead and then you never go to yoga and you keep going to the gym and your back still hurts and your shoulders are blown out, well, what's your plan? What's your plan? Have you sought out yoga studios? Have you Googled them? Have you asked your friends where they're going to class? Have you talked to teachers? Like there's a bazillion yoga teachers out there now, people. Like there is no reason you can't find somebody. Like what is the action of the habit to get you your goal, okay? We're ditching the resolution. It's an all or nothing thinking. It makes your brain go into self-preservation mode. It makes your brain go into hoarding and not letting go. So we gotta let go of that word, okay? We're gonna set a goal and now we need habits to back up that goal. So if you wanna lose 50 pounds, how are you gonna do it? Yeah, I'm asking you right now, how are you going to do it? And if you're getting angry at me right now saying hope that is none of your business, 
okay? I don't need to tell you how I'm going to do it. You probably don't know how to do it. You probably never took any time to do it. It's just you want to lose weight and you think that by setting a New Year's resolution goal, it's going to happen. And I want, I want to share this with you guys because I have been there and it sucks and it's just crappy, okay? And so when I realized that I had to get off the gravy train of resolutions and start to actually set habits and goals and then follow through with them, my life changed. I stepped into recovery. I got myself in a inpatient outpatient program. I got myself in group therapy. I got a better therapist. I started sharing with people that I felt were safe in my life about what was going on so it wasn't a big secret that I was dealing with all this stuff. I finally started to set support steps and habits and smaller tangible goals so that I could live eating disorder free and I believed in my mind that I didn't have to live in the shackles of addiction and have a family and have a life and, and have goals and dreams, but I needed action steps to get me there. And now I'm almost 35 and I'm doing that. I'm not perfect. I'm still working on stuff, but I am, I'm getting there now. So what do I need to do to take a step further? What do you need to do to take a step further? This is the coming to Jesus episode two of A Daily Dose of Hope. Okay, so what do you need to do? I want you to say it to yourself out loud. We will have a brief pause of silence so you can tell yourself right now what action steps, what habits are you going to create, pick one, pick two, no more than that, to get to that goal that you want. All right, so hopefully you said it out loud. And if you won't say it out loud, that's your first problem. You can't even get yourself to verbally say what it is that you want to do or need to do or should do, okay? Again, emotional attachment, the brain is in that fight, flight, or freeze mentality. Even though we don't like it, it's comfortable and familiar. So let's be specific in the steps that we're going to take. I'm a big believer in setting goals that are reachable and attainable. And as you reach those little teeny goals, it gets you there faster than going, how am I going to leap from over here to over here, which is like a thousand feet. How the heck am I going to get there? And then we take one step and we stumble and we're like, oh, I can't do it. And then we give up. Like that sucks. How many years of your life have you been giving up on your New Year's resolutions? How many years of your life have you been giving up on your goals? Because you just, you don't understand. You don't understand how the brain works. You don't understand how the body works. And that's not your fault. And you're listening to this now and now you know. Cool. Now you know. Okay. So the idea that if your resolution is to quit smoking, your habit to get there is how about to smoke one less cigarette every day for a month? Reasonable? Doable? Possible? Okay. So you achieve that. If your resolution, your goal, okay, is to quit smoking after a month, now your challenge or what you're trying to do is not have a cigarette every morning after breakfast on the way to work. You are going to do everything you possibly can to not make that happen, okay? And then you're going to keep setting goals, small little goals, so that you can get to that point where you are not smoking anymore. Awesome, okay? 
Maybe some of those habits are you join a, a group that's trying to quit smoking. Maybe you stop stopping at um, gas stations that don't allow you to pay at the pump. So you stop going in and buying a carton of cigarettes. Maybe it's you budget your money differently so you don't have money available for you to buy a carton of cigarettes or a pack of cigarettes or whatever it is. You have to start making habits and setting small goals to get to that thing, okay? What if it, your resolution slash goal is to eat healthy? And how are you going to do that? This is like a mind-blowing shift for me, people, okay? When someone finally asked me, okay, Hope, you want to get healthy, you don't want to live with an eating disorder. How are you going to do that? I had no idea. I had no plan. I, honest to goodness, thought I could wake up the next day and do it because that was what I watched my one of my parents do. And it was unfortunately unsuccessful and still is. Um, it was not working, but that's all I knew. So if you want to eat more healthy, what are you going to do? Buy pre-packaged packages of frozen fruit and kale. That one package is the perfect amount to do, 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 put into your smoothie every single morning. Yeah, you're gonna have a smoothie now, people. Every morning, instead of a bagel and cream cheese and, and a latte from Starbucks or whatever it is, like you're gonna do that two mornings a week. Heck, one morning a week. And once you do that successfully, add another morning in. Maybe you're going to make a bag lunch at home instead of going out to Wendy's every single day. Whatever it is, it's just a small little habit that you're going to change. Just a small little, little, little thing that you're going to change to get you to that bigger goal or what you would call a New Year's resolution. If you want to lose weight, your goal is to lose 20, 30, 50, whatever it is, pounds. Let's start easy and small, okay? I, I understand weight loss is a really emotional thing, okay? Emotional is a key word. Um, what if you just start parking farther away at work? When you go to the grocery store, park farther away from the front door of Walmart. Just everywhere you go, you park farther away. Okay, you take the stairs. I know it sucks and your back hurts and your legs are tired and you're huffing and puffing, but gosh darn it, when you get to the top of those stairs, you are gonna feel like you're on top of the world and you're gonna be like, damn, I can do this. Okay, if you never put yourself in those positions, how are you ever gonna be successful in them? Okay, so you're not gonna fall apart. I swear, I promise. Or take one flight and then hit the elevator if you can't do it, okay? But you did at least some of it. You can't just stare at the treadmill every single day and think that it's going to, you know, melt away pounds by looking at it while you lay in bed scrolling Facebook, okay? Even if you only get on it for a minute, you would not believe, maybe you do believe, because you're living it, how challenging it is just to step onto the treadmill. And that's like, okay, start. <sighs> I did it. Even if it's just for a minute, you hit the start button and you walked. Awesome. It's the habit to get you to the goal to lose the weight. All right. It's not about the resolution. It's about the habit. It's about the change. It's about the little mini goals that you set to change your brain, to get you to stop holding on so tightly and stop being so emotionally bonded to your misery. Okay. Or maybe it's to manage stress. You are super stressed and whatever it is, maybe your goal is to meditate for like two to three minutes a couple days a week. Notice how I didn't say 20. 
Notice I didn't say 30. Notice that I didn't say you had to make a shrine in your house or in the cab of your truck or whatever it is for you to do this. Notice how I didn't say you didn't have to buy $120 Lululemon yoga pants in order to do that, okay? Small little habits that don't break the bank, that don't push you over the edge and help you feel successful so that you create long lasting habits to help make those goals more attainable. Okay, so here are, here are five steps to a better new year. Five steps, not resolutions, steps. And this is New Year's resolution free, resolution free, okay? Resolution is all or nothing thinking, does not work, it is not successful. Maybe like 1% of people can do that, but most of us are not the 1%. I'm not, I'm not, it takes me a while, okay? I also believe in moderation though. I, I, I have lived my life long enough saying I can, I cannot have that and I just don't believe that that is the way to live. Okay, so first things first, set a goal, not a resolution. All right, what is your goal, okay? What is your goal? write it down. Okay. Second, write down the habits that you are going to do to get to the goal. One, maybe two. I know you probably have like five dozen in your head now because when you turn on TV or you scroll Instagram, you're like, wow, look at her. She's like running in her bikini on the beach with her three kids. And then, wow, she looks like she's having so much fun. And then there she is doing Pilates on her beach towel where her kids are so eloquently playing in the sand. Like, wow, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Like, no, <laughs> probably staged. She probably has like five nannies um, and a personal trainer. Okay. So for the reality of the majority of us in this world, why don't you set two small habits to help support that goal? If you're trying to quit smoking, pay at the pump. If you're trying to lose weight, park farther away from work or Walmart or whatever. If you know you're stressed and you're trying to reduce stress, set your alarm or preset your phone to have a meditation app automatically come on, or subscribe to Mother Trucker Yoga, three to five minute easy videos and meditations, or download my meditations at hopesofara.com, super easy, they can be on your phone, and listen to those on the car ride home, instead of NPR or whatever talk radio that just makes you feel like life is drowning. Small, easy habits and changes to support your goal, okay? Do not give yourself ultimatums. Stop the insanity, okay? Lift your hand, repeat after me. I will no longer give myself ultimatums. I will no longer give myself ultimatums. When you do that, something happens in the brain that makes you hold on even tighter, okay? Think back in your life when you've done this in the past and what has been the result. For that 1% of people that that works for, kudos to you. You no longer need to listen to this episode, okay? But for the rest of us, stop doing that. Stop running yourself through the ringer, okay? Beating yourself up because then you feel unsuccessful. Number four, actually I have seven for you guys, not, not five. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I, I just kept adding. I was like, ooh, that one's a good one too that I'm thinking about what I do in my own life. Okay, number four, visualize yourself there and ask yourself what you're doing while you're there. The visualization is so powerful, you guys, so powerful. If you can allow yourself to visualize yourself being happy in that place or doing those things, you're going to be more likely to do that. And I want you to recognize right now, if you're not even allowing yourself to visualize those things happening, it's like you want to make more money. Okay. And when you think about having a different job or quitting your job or having supplemental income, like I, I have a luxury hair care company. I, I'm, I, I do a network marketing and it brings me in a really nice side paycheck. And for a long time, I kept telling myself network marketing doesn't work. People don't have successful side hustles. So every time someone would approach me and I'd be like, no, they don't work. Okay. I wouldn't allow myself to make the extra money that I kept praying for, that I kept trying to meditate for, that I kept trying to open up myself and, and reap the abundance of. I kept pushing it away. Visualize yourself being successful, living in your beautiful house that you want, having that great job, meeting Mr. Right, what it will be like when you have the weight off that you can do the things that you love again. There is nothing wrong with visualizing those things, and I highly encourage it. You are much more likely, the people that visualize, to achieve those goals than the people that aren't. We get emotionally bonded to our sob story. We get emotionally bonded to the poor me mentality because it gives us an in-the-moment boost to feel good. Okay? We have to step out of that cycle. Number five, five a but, find a buddy. This is why for people that are in recovery, group therapy works so well because you meet people that are going through the same thing that you're going through and you support each other. So when I was in inpatient outpatient um, therapy or treatment for my eating disorder and I was in a group of um, 10 other women, I really connected with one of them in particular and we call each other. I had a buddy. I had a support system. I'm like, oh my gosh, April, I'm not doing well. Like I'm really struggling. And she's like, you can do this whole. And like, she'd take my mind off of it. She'd tell me about some of her struggles and like, she'd support me. And all of a sudden those emotions would pass. Pick a buddy, find a buddy. Okay. Reach out. It doesn't have to be the identical same thing that you're doing that they're doing, but you will more than likely be successful when you start sharing what you're doing with other people. Okay. Just make sure it doesn't become a sob story relationship. Like, Oh, poor me. I did this. Oh, poor me. I did that. Oh, this is like, no, 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 no. This is an uplifting relationship. Stay away from those people. Okay. Toxic. All right. Number six, track your progress. So when I was knee deep in my eating disorder, guess what I did? Tracked everything. And I was really good at having an eating disorder. <laughs> okay. And, um, that was my boost of like, Ooh, I'm doing so good. And so then I realized that I also needed to do that in my recovery. So I had a recovery journal and I started writing down all of my successes. I started writing down the things that I was grateful for. I started writing down the good food choices that I had so I could see that, yeah, hope you can totally do this. You can totally do this. And then I had to be accountable to my group. I had to be accountable to my partner, to my sponsor, so that I could be successful. Okay. That's why things like that work so well, because somebody is also helping you be accountable. You are seeing what you're doing because I cannot tell you. And I, and maybe you're still telling yourself these lies that in your head and you're like, I only had a slice of cake, but the slice was like the size of your head 
or I only had a little bit because you kept eating little slivers throughout the whole night, okay? So track your progress. You will feel so much better. Look at the carton of cigarettes. How many have you had? Like, keep yourself accountable. This will also help you emotionally detach from what's going on. And finalize, finally, realize it's not black or white. Okay, you guys, we're human. We're human. That all or nothing thinking, that black or white thinking, that's the New Year's resolution. Today I'm broken, tomorrow I'm fixed, okay? That all or nothing thinking will just continue to bring you to December 31st at 1159 every single year saying the same thing. And then again, you just repeat itself and you say, oh, well, well, it's Valentine's Day now. My husband just bought me chocolates or, or my wife just took me to a big, huge dinner tomorrow. Instead, realize that life is a lot of gray and that there is a lot of range for you to be successful. You don't need 100% always do this all the time. I realized that I was, a veg I was a vegan for a long time and I realized that I was a vegan for not even the right reasons anymore. I was so um, just attached to the fact that I had to do this or else that if I would dare have a piece of fish or I would dare have a drop of honey that somehow then I was a fake vegan, that I was a fraud, that the, all of the other vegans in the world would like reject me because they saw me at that restaurant have a fresh, wild caught piece of trout or whatever it was. And when I let myself go of those shackles, I found so much more freedom and happiness. And I was so much more successful in my recovery in the process of living the life I wanted to when I stopped living black or white. So my hope for you guys this new year is to set healthy habits, set reachable, tangible goals that you can easily get to because that feel good when you get there will encourage you and boost you to want to set another one and want to keep going. Okay. Knowing that it's black or what, not black or white. You might, you might fall a couple times, but you have your buddy to pick you up and you have your, your journal to look at and go, wow, I'm actually doing really good, really, really good. And, and realizing that these habits that you are creating are the true resolution, are the true gift to you living the life that you deserve. So if you want to know more information about how you can hear more about me, go to hopesavara.com. Like I said, my Clearing Mental Clutter program um, is amazing, and it's totally appropriate for all levels, all abilities. Um, it's not just yoga. It's mindset, meditation, thought process, all that stuff, journaling. I really ask you like some deep questions. Um, I want to thank Mother Trucker Yoga for being my sponsor for the show. Without Mother Trucker Yoga, this would not be possible. For all my trucker friends out there, go to mothertruckeryoga.com and check out how we can help you or your company uh, feel better wherever, no matter where you are, on the road, wherever our programming comes with you. I want to thank Chrome and Steel Jack's uh, Chrome and Steel Shop for being our network sponsor and Backshield as well for being our sponsor. Go to backshield.com and check out their amazing products. They are totally great, totally cool. Use the code DDH for 15% off of Backshield. I love them. I have them in my car, my office. It's going to change your posture, change how you feel. All right. So what I need from you guys though, is to share the show out, share it with your friends, share it with your family, post it on your Facebook page. I'll be watching to see who shares this, give you some shout outs, maybe throw out some freebies um, to you guys that support me on Chrome and Steel Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And until I see you again soon, remember it's all about making those healthy changes so that you can keep on trucking.
Bye, guys. And you've been listening to A Daily Dose of Hope with Hope Savara. Thanks for tuning in.